You're listening to Shalise's podcast. Okay. Well, Father, we just thank you for this new podcast series, Manifestation Mastery. And we thank you, Father, that this is a topic that you are excited about. I can feel it. I can feel it in my spirit. I can feel it in my bones. I can feel it in the atmosphere because, Father, manifestation is where it's at. Uh, Father, Jesus did not suffer. He did not die. He did not, he did not get raised from the dead so that we would live like mere human beings. He did not uh, put the kingdom inside of us and, and, and did not jam us, you know, full of himself so that we would live natural lives. Thank you that the supernatural is our birthright. It is, um, our nature. Uh, we are partakers of the divine nature, Lord. And I just thank you that you're waking us up to the mysteries of the kingdom and to the power of abiding in Christ. Thank you that fruitfulness is what we've been designed for, Father. We've been designed to take something that is invisible, the seed of of Christ, the seed of the word of God. And we've been designed, our hearts have been designed, Father, to produce a harvest. And so thank you, Father, for leading us step by step into this topic uh, for releasing the revelation, Father, that you've taught me, you know, over decades at this point, but also the things, hey, astound me with the revelation that comes out of my mouth. Think through my mind, speak through me today, Lord, and draw the people that need to hear this message, that need a breakthrough, that uh, just need to know where they're missing it, Father, that maybe they've they've heard these things in, in, in you know, different settings or different perspectives before, but they just aren't grasping it, Father. Whoever needs help in this area, Father, I just say draw them to this podcast and just thank you, Lord, for making it tight, making it right, and letting it hit the target, hit, hit the bullseye, Father, right between our eyes, right into that place of, of revelation where it renews our minds and, and the truth is, is explained in a way that uh, causes us to be able to know it and experience freedom. And so we thank you in advance for it and we call it done in Jesus' name. Okay, you guys, we're hopping off into a new series, heading in a completely different direction than the last, uh, you know, love school topic that we went through. But I'm excited about this topic. I think we need a little bit of everything in the kingdom. We need a little bit of truth every, you know, in every aspect in the kingdom. And so this topic is something that I love. I love, I love studying manifestation. I love studying fruitfulness. I love studying the supernatural. I love doing the supernatural. I love seeing manifestation. I love fruit. I love, love big, fat, juicy fruit. And the truth is, you guys, guess what? All of you listening to me today are fruit. (laughs) You are manifestations of the intentions of my heart. You wouldn't even know who I am if I had not partnered with God and let him put a vision in my heart and then took steps of faith to actually see it manifest. So before we start anything, I want to give you a really good working definition of what what I refer to when I talk about manifestation, okay? Now, there is so many people that talk about manifestation. Uh, People talk about manifesting money. People talk about manifesting healing. People talk, they don't even, you know, people call it other things manifesting. That's why I, even in the description today, I, I use the word fruitfulness because some people have, you know, judgments. If you've been listening to me for half a second, you know, we have perceptional filters. And so people have things that, 
they think about the word manifesting. You know, is that even a Christian word? I mean, there's all kinds of things that we think about this topic. And so I want to make sure that we're all working on a, a, a good, you know, foundational definition of what I'm talking about when I use the word manifestation. Okay, so as a believer, guess what? We believe <laughs> that there are two realities. We believe in a 3D material reality, right? If you guys are sitting right now watching me or driving in your car listening to me in this podcast, then you are sitting in um, either a chair, which is material, or driving in a car, which is material, meaning that there is a 3D material, in other words, matter, based reality. And we all know that this is the, the, the material world is the one that we, <clears throat> that we relate to with our five physical senses and our human body. It is the material realm. Well, there is also an invisible realm, right? It's called the spirit realm. Okay. In quantum physics, it's called the quantum realm. Okay. Or we can, you can go into deeper levels into that, but it's the invisible world. Okay. And it is not necessarily the world of matter. Okay. From a scientist perspective, from a quantum physics perspective. Okay. Uh, they call that the energetic world. Okay. If you study things like, uh, Einstein and his famous formula, E equals MC squared, basically what it says is energy equals matter and matter equals energy. I'll go into some quantum physics stuff over the, the course of this, um, uh, series because guess what? I love manifestation and I therefore love quantum physics because what science is, is teaching us now is the same thing that scripture has been teaching us for, you know, however many centuries. So there's a material realm and there's a spirit realm or there's an energetic realm or there's an invisible realm. Okay. And the invisible realm is where everything in the material realm originated, right? If you believe the creation account, then you know God spoke the world into existence. God spoke everything into existence. He said, let there be light. In other words, let there be energy. <laughs> he also said, let there be dirt, let there be animals, let there be fishes, let there be trees, you know, and I'm paraphrasing, but the point you're getting the point is that the immaterial created the material words okay which are not material words are not material although they are energetic they are invisible they created this realm and so that is an example of manifesting uh something from the invisible into the visible and so what is manifesting it's taking the invisible and bring it into the material and this is very, very relevant to believers because number one, we believe we're interdimensional beings. We believe that we are partakers of Jesus's divine nature, that we are spirit beings, that our spirits are designed to live in union with Jesus, that we are one with God in our spirits, that we have the creative power of God in our spirits, and that we have been recreated in Christ originally always created in God's likeness to be creators, to be creators of what? matter, um, but also to be dissolvers, if you will, of matter, meaning to have mastery or to have, I've done it in different series, creative dominion 
over the material and the spiritual realms that we are to live from a perspective of heaven here on the earth. And, you know, people talk about releasing heaven on earth. What does that mean? It means manifesting the kingdom of God in the material realm. Okay. So we also have talked a lot about, if you've listened to my podcast and you know, I have a lot of people that tell me they started episode one and they listen all the way through. If you haven't done that, I'll tell you what, your life will be changed if you do. Um, how do I know? Because I talk to people, I see people all the time that it's like having a new diet. Like you go on this new diet and all of a sudden it transforms your physical body. Well, when you have a different spiritual diet, guess what? You, you experience transformation in your life. But the point is, is that I talk about this a lot in Creative Dominion. I talked about this, but I wanted to take it a different route here. I wanted to hit this straight on with this Manifestation Mastery series because I'm calling it Manifestation Mastery for a reason, okay? If 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 manifesting is taking something invisible and making it material or taking something material and making it immaterial, right? then mastery is about becoming a master at this, okay? It's about becoming a guru at this. I mean, if you think about like a karate master, right? Like Mr. Miyagi, (laughs) right? Meaning I have mastered this topic so much that I can actually teach it to others, okay? Mastery means making disciples. It means being, having your master's degree, having your doctorate degree, meaning that I have, I have expertise in this. And it's not just something, it's not, it's a way of life. I have mastered this topic of of manifesting. And why is that important? Because you need to understand that mastery takes practice. Mastery means that I practice this until I become a master at it. Okay, a lot of people don't recognize the fact that the supernatural is taught. Okay, Jesus spent three years with his disciples training them how to manifest healing, how to manifest miracles, what we call miracles, meaning how to defy the laws of nature and manifest the reality of heaven. His message was the kingdom of God is at hand. The kingdom of God has arrived. The kingdom of God has be- has come near to you. Why? Because Jesus arrived. <laughs> Jesus is was the kingdom. The kingdom and Jesus are one, right? We live and move and have our being inside of God. Uh, we were translated out of the kingdom of darkness, out of the kingdom where we were disillusioned and deceived by uh, believing we were someone we're not. Okay. And we were translated into the kingdom of God's dear son. We have become citizens and heirs of heaven. We are joint heirs with Jesus and everything that heaven contains has already been lavished upon us. However, it's an invisible reality. But if we are going to be master, we were going to master manifestation, then it means we're going to need to practice. Now let's think about this. How many of you know that Jesus mastered walking on water? Okay. He did it multiple, multiple, multiple times. But how many of you know, we only have one account of Jesus, I mean, of Peter walking on water. And the first time he got out of the boat, you know what? It was windy, it was crazy, and he took his eyes off of Jesus and he began to sink and then Jesus caught him. Why? Because these guys were practicing. They were practicing dominion. They were practicing manifesting what we would call impossible just to people that are trapped in the the, the material realm, but they they were manifesting miracles. They were manifesting dominion over matter. So and they were practicing it, okay? They were practicing healing the sick. Jesus told them, as you go, preach. The kingdom of heaven is, 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 is at hand, right? 
Cleanse the leper, raise the dead, heal the sick, cast out devils, freely you received, freely give. Give what? Give the kingdom. Give, give miracles. Give the manifestation, the reality, the tangible expression of the kingdom. And I can tell you, not living supernaturally is not what we, it's not, it's, it's, it's not okay. Okay. Living supernaturally is how we've been designed. And I have spent most of my adult years, really from 33 on, learning and mastering the principles and the reality of how do we manifest impossible things? How do we manifest reality? And let me tell you what is so frustrating for me, who is someone who teaches people how to, how to prophesy, how to hear the voice of God, how to heal the sick, how to uh, manifest resources, how to manifest a vision, how to manifest your purpose, how to stand in agreement for whatever the vision is that God has for any situation, how to stand and see that vision come to fruition and become tangible. One of the most frustrating things for me is that people give up. Okay, they hear this thing about manifesting or they hear this thing. I mean, you know, it used to be called like a word of faith, right? Word, it, I mean, I'm saying it's still called that, but there's so many different streams. Um, I mean, gosh, new agers and the secret. I mean, like this, this information is out there in a lot of different places. And Christians have a lot of different lenses they view it through. And there's a lot of confusion, I think, around it. But here's what I see. I see, especially in Christian world, like if something doesn't happen, then that just means it's bad. It doesn't, it's not, doesn't work that way. And we have so much religion and so much really bad doctrine uh, wrapped into our Christian life that honestly, we are almost uh, dumbing down into not manifesting and living mere human lives and waiting on God and thinking God can do these things, but He's not doing these things. And we put it all back on God rather than living as sons of God, rather than living the way Jesus did. And Jesus wasn't, I mean, he only did what he saw the father doing, but guess what? Jesus was the physical expression of the father on the planet. And so he was the one speaking, you know, maybe he saw the father speak in the spirit. He says, I only say what I hear the father saying. So he heard the father in the, in the spirit and in the invisible realm. But then guess what? He spoke it. He, he was the one that manifested it. And then people are like, well, I'm not Jesus. I'm like, well, you're wearing Jesus. Jesus is inside of you. And if you're waiting for Jesus to do something, well, guess what? He's going to move in the spirit. And then you're going to need to do the physical piece. You're going to need to be to do the talking in his name. You're going to be need to be the one that's moving in his name. And so there's so much I, I, I'm hoping over the, the course of this series. And I think we've planned four episodes. I don't know how long we'll go. Um, much to my team's dismay because they like to have it all planned and organized. But we're going to stay with this for a minute because this is a huge issue, you guys. Not only are we living well below our inheritance in Christ, but we are we are suffering under afflictions like Jesus didn't die for them. We are suffering under lack, like lack is a problem in the kingdom. And really what we're suffering under is that we do not have a mastery of this topic manifestation and so i'm going to do my best over the course of this series to really really break this down and make this simple for you okay so where do i want to start today Whew, okay i'm like eating the elephant here so where what 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 first bite do i want to take well i think the very first bite i mean there's so many things that i could talk about it, it's kind of this this kind of 
two-part issue. And this is very, very prevalent in evangelical Christianity, okay? In evangelical Christianity, there's so many issues that people are under with bad doctrine, okay? First of all, there's a separation from God issue. Um, they live in default from this place of God is in heaven. I'm down here. My prayers go up and maybe he answers them. Maybe he doesn't. And so there's this whole separation. God is unpredictable. Um, most of, you know, it's like we don't necessarily expect to really hear God. And so there's this, this whole like chasm between the person and God. And there's a lot of problems and a lot of doctrines that people who suffer under that belief deal with. And it is absolute suffering, okay? It's suffering in their self-image because they suffer under the idea that they're unworthy. They suffer under judgment because now they're judging everybody else unworthy or the, you know, I just talked about this in love school, but there's a there's a self-image problem and a self-worth problem because they, they view themselves as a sinner. They view themselves as unworthy because they don't view themselves as a new creation or someone who lives in, in union with Jesus. And so that identity problem in and of itself is a real big problem if you're going to manifest something. Why? Because you, you, you think God's in control. You think maybe I can pray for healing, but I just hope I'm just maybe hoping God will have some mercy here on this person and actually heal them. There's no power in it. There's no authority in it and there's no certainty in it, which means there's no faith in it. And so the results of those kinds of prayers and those kinds of things are dismal. And what happens when you do pray for something and you don't see it happen? Well, guess what? It reinforces the fact that, you know, I'm unworthy or I'm not powerful. I'm just a victim. Maybe I never know what God's going to do. And then I, I listen to every other, every, all kinds of people's opinions about God. And I have this image of God as, you know, I worship him, but he's scary. I'm you just, he's, you're scared. You're fearful. You just don't know, you know? And so there's so many issues that happen when you, when you are living in a framework of the gospel where you are separated from God. All right. Well, the other problem, all right, is, and so what's the solution to that issue? Well, you have to actually step into union with Jesus. You have to actually hear the gospel. You have to recognize that you're a new creation. You have to realize that you're not waiting on God to do something. He's waiting on you because he lives inside of you. And You've, here's the other piece of this kind of problem. The other piece of this is that you don't realize that the kingdom is inside of you and that it's an inheritance and that it's already here and that it's also all around. What I mean by that is you don't understand the reconciliation of all things. You don't understand that you've been reconciled to God. You don't understand that God was in Christ reconciling the cosmos to himself, meaning that we live in a friendly universe. We live in a reconciled universe that is moaning and groaning for the manifestation of the sons of God. And so we don't understand how, uh, what is at our disposal? What is at our disposal? We don't understand that the entire kingdom is at our disposal and that it's already been provided. Okay. Everything God's ever going to do for healing has already been provided. Everything God is going to do about provision and finances has already been provided. And all that's left to do is now manifested. It's an invisible reality. The kingdom, there's no sickness in the kingdom. There's no lack in the kingdom. There's no strife in the kingdom. There's love, peace, righteousness, joy, all of the fruit of the spirit. It's righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. And the kingdom of God comes with power. It doesn't come in word. It comes in, it comes in power, right? It's not meat or drink, but it's power. 
The kingdom comes with the power of God. Why? Because the kingdom is in Jesus. When the kingdom shows up, Jesus shows up. And so there's this, this, there's no separation between who we are in Christ and what we have, even though it is invisible, even though it is spiritual. So when you realize that, you start to recognize like, what is second? The reason I'm not waiting on God is because he's already done it. That's why he said it is finished, right? The reconciliation of all things has been completed. Again, it's a spiritual reality. The new birth is a spiritual reality. I get it. I get that it's not tangibly here yet, but guess why? It's not tangibly here yet because believers aren't believers. They don't know who they are and they don't know how to manifest the fullness of what actually belongs to them and who they are in Christ. So you can start to see how this separated way that we think, because if those of us that grew up in evangelical Christianity, we, we live in this, this delusion that we're waiting on God to answer our prayers that because we don't have it, we don't have whatever it is that we ask, meaning we haven't been given healing. We haven't been given uh, the inheritance of, of, of God, of heaven. Now, granted, if we do get that, okay, then, okay, maybe that's not you. Maybe you do believe that, you know what, it's already been finished, that I am a new creation. Maybe you believe those things, but, but it gets, there's mixture, right? So sometimes we think we're waiting on God. And then sometimes we think, well, I need to speak to something in Jesus name. And, you know, but we're still maybe not living in union with God, meaning we don't, we don't have the strategy. We don't know what God is doing here. We aren't following his instructions. We're not living like Jesus did. I mean, sometimes he would, you know, tell someone to take up their bed and walk. Sometimes he would tell people, you know what, put, let me put this mud on your eye. I mean, he didn't, there wasn't a formula that he was following to work miracles. He was following the father's instructions. And so we get confused around all of these things. I probably have confused you just the way that I'm actually talking about it, because frankly, these, these ways and perceiving and thinking about Christian life um, are confusing. They are confusing. And if you're going to be a master of manifestation, we need to unravel this confusion and we need to make it simple. Okay, so here's the truth. You are a new creation. You have been created in the image of God just because you're a human being. All human beings are created in the image of God. You have been recreated in Christ because of what Jesus accomplished on Calvary. And you are a carrier of God. The fullness of the Godhead is in Christ and Christ lives in you. And you are a carrier of the kingdom. You have the full jurisdiction of heaven within you. And the name of Jesus is what enforces it. The name of Jesus is the name that the material realm salutes. <laughs> it only salutes it though, if you know it. <laughs> so you, it's kind of like, um, faith is not being faked. Okay. It's not fake. Okay. What you believe is already manifesting. What you have faith in is already manifesting because here's the other truth. You are a creator just by the way you were made, just by being a human being. You have a heart that is like dirt. It is where all that you believe grows. And when your heart 
believes wrong things like poverty and lack, guess what we create? When your heart believes things like abundance and healing, guess what your heart creates? So the truth is you're already manifesting all the time just by the nature of being a divine being, okay? However, some of us are manifesting things that we don't want. We haven't mastered the manifestation of heaven on earth. Instead, we're kind of a victim of our own hearts. We're a victim of our own beliefs rather than recognizing that what we believe is already going to manifest. And so all we need to do is partner with the Holy Spirit to tend our hearts, right? Jesus said this, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So a good man out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth good things. An evil man out of the evil treasure of his heart brings forth evil things. And when I say evil and good, let's be clear that John 10, 10 is kind of that definition, right? The thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. I am come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. So when it says an evil man, it's not talking about, you know, all the things that we define as evil. It just means anything that's not in heaven, anything that is not a heavenly minded uh, God mind of Christ belief system is just evil by its very nature. It's fallen by its very nature. It's distorted by its very nature. It, it's dark by its very nature. It's not from the light. And so that's the truth. Okay. You have everything you need already. It's just invisible and you're creative by nature. And so the only thing that you're doing to become a manifestation master is you're learning how to believe something and you're learning how to create something in union with God. Okay. Key phrase in union with God, because the Holy Spirit knows what's in our heart and the Holy Spirit knows what we need and the Holy Spirit and the father says that he's the gardener of our hearts. He's the gardener. Jesus is the branch. I mean, Jesus is the vine. We are the branch, but the father is the gardener and he is tending his heart. He's tending our hearts. And so mastery manifestation, you guys, first thing you know you need to believe, you need to believe the gospel. We need to believe that we are who God says that we are. We need to believe that we are new creations. We need to believe that we are no longer sinners, that we are righteous because we are in union with Jesus. We need to believe that we are carriers of heaven. We need to believe that God has already provided everything that is needed for us to, to that pertains to life and godliness. Jesus came that we might have abundant life and abundant life has already been provided. That doesn't mean that we're experiencing it in the material realm yet, okay? I'm not saying that everything in your life is like heaven right this moment. I'm not saying that you won't come across circumstances in the earth that are not like heaven. I'm not saying that. I'm saying that it has already been given as a spiritual reality. And the channel through which the spiritual reality of heaven manifests in the earth is through our hearts. Okay, I've done a whole series on the heart, but what is the heart? The heart, you can think of it as like, the core of our being, it's where we believe. You can think of it as like our subconscious mind. You can think of it as um, 
the seat of our, our being, the very core of who we are. It is the creative nature of us. And that is where we create. I, I think for me, subconscious mind and, 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 and heart are, are really, uh, good things to think about kind of as interchangeable when you think about manifestation. And the next principle is right is that we're already manifesting. And what I mean by that is I'll use this example, the placebo effect and the nocebo effect. Um, many of you have heard about the placebo effect, right? The placebo effect happens in clinical trials when they're, when they're, uh, studying a new drug for its uh, effectiveness. And what they do is they divide uh, the, the test group, uh, the test, you know, the test subjects, the people that are going to be taking the new drug in a test environment, and they divide them into two groups. And in one group, uh, whatever the, you know, drug is for, whatever it treats, let's just say heart disease, uh, the drug is given to patients that have heart disease, and they get the actual drug. And in the other group, right, these are patients that also have heart disease, but they just get a placebo, meaning they just get like a sugar pill or something, whatever the placebo is, but it has none of the new drug in it. And what the placebo effect does is that it, what it shows is that people that get the sugar pills often have the same results or better results than the people who didn't get the drug at all. Why? Because that's the function of our heart. It's the function of our belief, meaning they believed that what they were taking was going to heal them. And so therefore they got the results. And I have shared so many examples of this, right? We've talked about clinical trials where people were going in for knee surgery and half of the people got the knee surgery, the actual um, procedure, and the other half just got an incision, but nothing in their knee was fixed. And there were people in the the people that didn't get the the real surgery group that actually had the same results of the people got the surgery. Like we human beings by design are creative and our bodies and the material realm respond to human belief. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. So if we're going to master manifestation, we need to recognize these truths. This is the first place to start. These, finan these fi um, foundational truths, okay? And just like the placebo effect, guess what? There's something called the nocebo effect, meaning that it works in reverse. If you can believe yourself sick, you can believe yourself healed. You can believe yourself, I mean, into any condition, poor, or you can believe yourself into abundance. The truth is that that is the power of being a divine being. That is the power, whether you know it or not. Okay, this is... This is true. It's not like the placebo effect worked for Christians and not people that weren't Christians. Like it wasn't a religious study. People believed all kinds of things. This is just the way it works. Okay. This is why we can read things like the secret or we can see certain things that the new agers think and you go, Oh my gosh, like they're, they're preaching the gospel, but they just don't know Jesus. Like what is, how can that be true? And then we get, then we call things, you know, demonic or we call things that are just honestly the way God created humans to work. God created the universe to work. And we don't understand it from a scientific standpoint because all we have is a religious lens and a scriptural lens and a cultural lens from the Bible and from you know, Western Christianity or whatever, evangelicalism or radical fundamentalism or whatever we want to call it, Christianity. And we, we just, we, we are, we're confused by all of it. Okay. So the purpose of this series is we are going to begin to unpack all of this, but those truths are some fundamental truths. We are already creative. We're already manifesting. We are not separated from God. Heaven is inside of us. We are one with God. And we are manifestors, we are manifestors just by simply being. And that's why Jesus said, 
The kingdom of heaven is at hand. Now repent and believe the gospel because the gospel produces heaven. The gospel is the power of salvation. You will produce more accidentally by just believing the gospel than you will ever, ever produce by trying to do this by human effort. Because here's the thing. Here's the difference between, say, new agers and believers. And when I say believers, I'm going to call believers, believers who actually know the gospel. Okay. Believers who know they're one with God. Okay. I'm not going to talk about religious believers right now. And we all have a little bit of that in us because we're all healing the illusion of separation. So I'm not trying to be critical. I'm just saying believer believers. Okay. So we understand this, this Jesus, Jesus, like Jesus, (laughs) believers like Jesus who live in union with the father. Right. The difference between New Agers and those believers is that New Agers understand the principles without knowing the person of Christ. Okay, the principles work for whosoever will. Whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be cast into the sea and shall not doubt in his heart will have whatever he says. Mark eleven twenty three. Whatsoever things you desire when you pray, believe you receive them and you shall have them. Okay, it's a whosoever whatsoever thing because God created the universe to work this way. And I mean, the enemy has only distorted what the laws that actually exist. So you can use the laws of faith. You can use the laws of, of, of manifestation. You can use these laws without doing it in union with Jesus. But here's the thing. I remember the father told me this years ago, you only get credit in heaven for the things that I did through you. The difference between uh, a believer and someone who's just working spiritual principles or working uh, manifestation principles is that believers do it in union with God and they are yielded to the will of God. They are on the Father's agenda. So they don't have any agenda except whatever the Father is doing. They are yielded. You know what? They don't decide where they live. They don't decide. They just aren't in control of their life, right? I mean, I haven't controlled where I've lived since 2004. I haven't controlled you know, things, I mean, what I do with my time since, since 2000, since I surrendered my, my life to God in 2004. And so the difference is we, there is not an ego or there's not an old man, supposedly, that is driving the process, right? I mean, Jesus wasn't just operating independent of the father, going around, doing whatever the heck he wanted to do miracle, miracle wise. No, he was here on a mission. He had a purpose. You know what? At the end of his life, he said, Father, I have glorified you here on earth by doing the work that you gave me to do. He was on a mission and he was sent. He was a sent one. He was an apostle that was sent, right, to go to the cross and redeem mankind. And so there is a context for a manifestation master that is living in union with Jesus that New Agers are people that are just mastering manifestation they don't have. Because you can use these spiritual principles for selfish gain, or you can use these spiritual principles to manifest God's will on earth. And so that's the difference between them. The the principles aren't necessarily different, except the way that you operate them in them is different, right? So the illusion of separation is always the deciding factor. Is something of God or is something not of God? Okay, And when I say it's not of God, I mean, it's just coming out of a independent self who believes that they are God, which, by the way, that's what makes something demonic. You guys, being independent from God is the nature of the devil. 
It's independence. It's the delusion. It's the separation. It's the idea that I have a self apart from God, that I could be self-existence, self-existent apart from God. That's the definition of pride. That is the sin that lifted up Adam and Eve and caused them to be independent judges. It's, you know, the, the decider of what's good and evil. That nature of independence is what is evil. And so we think it's demonic because people don't say it's Jesus, but there's tons of people doing things in Jesus' name that are not living in union with the Father. So we have to like reframe all of this. We have to reframe what does it mean to even manifest? We need to, people want like a formula for this. I'm definitely going to teach you principles of manifestation, but you need to understand that what I'm teaching you and when I say that we are going to learn about manifestation mastery, it's going to be because we are mastered. We are mastered by the master, right? It's not, you know, Mr. Yamaguchi. It's Mr. Jesus Christ, right? Or Mrs. Jesus Christ, because there's neither male or female, although he has a male body. I get it. But the point is, in Christ, there's neither male nor female. But the point is, God is more than a man, <laughs> you know? And that's a whole side note. I probably, sometimes I say things and I'm like, oh, Lord, just, you know what? If that, if I just, by saying that, <laughs> Well, let me say it this way. Mrs. Jesus Christ is the bride. How about that? Now we're one. Mrs. Jesus Christ, the bride, Mr. Christ, Mr. Jesus Christ, Jesus. Now we just became one. So I just cleaned that up. Okay. But the point is, I'm making myself laugh. The point is, is that you're, we're going to learn this because we have also, we are here to be mastered. We call, we call God, right? Our master, right? Paul said, we are a bond servant to Jesus, right? So we're, we're, we're manifesting in union with God. We're manifesting the will of God. And so in order to do the will of God, we got to know the will of God, which means we've got to be able to hear God. It means we've got to be able to see the father it means that we need to know our purpose. We need to know why we're here. What am I manifesting? Right? I mean, I'm manifesting this I'm manifesting a merge. I'm manifesting this podcast. I'm manifesting a YouTube channel. I'm manifesting a message. I'm manifesting who I am, right? In Christ. And who Shalice is that she's, I'm here to transfigure the body of Christ. I'm manifesting transfiguration. So, but those things came out of union with Jesus, hearing God's voice and doing what Jesus is doing. And so living dependent upon God is absolutely required if you're going to truly be a manifestation master that lives in union with Jesus. Remember when Jesus, when, when Peter and Paul were like, should we call down, you know, fire on these cities because they don't believe in you? And Jesus said, you don't know what manner of spirit you are, meaning they weren't trying to do miracles and do this, you know, a, a use of God, use of, an abuse of power, if you will, and they weren't connected with the heart of God. They weren't connected with the father and what the father was doing, because what the father was doing was dying for the world, not calling down heaven. I mean, not calling down fire on cities. And so it's really important that, you know, that aspect of our identity that we live in union with Jesus gets established. So this is just the introduction. You guys, you're going to have to, you know what, you have to wait for the meat and wait. I mean, wait for each week to unfold in this. But it's worth going back and just taking a, a listen, even, you know, re of the replay on this and just starting to dig into your own heart a little bit and, and think about the ways that separation have creeped in. 
creeped into your perception, right? A, a prayer, okay? Uh, the way that separation has creeped into the way that you see yourself. Because what I want you to do over the course of this series is I want you to, to start to stand up like you're an actual son of God, that the whole kingdom is inside of you, that you've been given Jesus' name, and that you are going to live in the uh, in, in union with God, you're going to abide in the vine, and that you're going to get divine instructions, you're going to know what you're supposed to manifest, and you're going to begin to believe the gospel, you're going to be able to believe that Jesus is going to do whatever he is asking you to do, and he's going to give you the instructions to do it. So, and then you're just going to do it, you're going to speak it, you're going to you know, and I'll, I'll end today with this, right? So on our Emerge call yesterday, we had some folks that were dealing with tinnitus, some ringing in the ears. And there were two, there happened to be two on there. And so, you know, a lot of times, even for folks that leave in the, believe in the supernatural, you know what, they've been taught a way to pray, they've done this. And so they just, you know, you just kind of go after it. But you know what my first step always is? Okay, Father, what do you want me to do? Right? What do you want me to do? And then I just have, you know, I see, what it is that he wants me to do. I see how he wants me to pray. He had one lady stand up and twirl around three times and then it came out of one of her ears, right? So th the point is, is that manifestation in union with Jesus is very different than manifestation just through principles. We need both. We need to understand both because everything we do in union with Jesus is operating in a principle. But where I want us to start today is just really getting a very high level understanding of what is, what does it mean to be a master of manifestation? What is it that we're talking about here? Why is it important? And then begin to just start to look at the ways that separation has kind of infiltrated your thinking when it comes to this topic. So you guys love you so much praying for you and believing for incredible breakthroughs and incredible manifestations as a result of this series. So talk to you later. Have a great, great, great day. Thanks for listening to Shalise's podcast. This recording is in part made possible by our listeners. To partner with us, visit Shalise.com where you can donate and help us spread the good news of our unshakable union with Christ around the globe. You can also find a link there to download Shalise's book, The Path, for free. And if you're ready to discover the call of God on your life and the purpose he created you for, then visit us at Shalise.com and watch Shalise's free training where you'll hear five keys to hearing God about your life purpose and transitioning into it. Thanks again for listening. Until next time, don't forget, the world needs the Christ in you.